0: Whom do you seek? What do you want me to do for you? And then, what we were looking last. About gain and loss. What's the gain if after everything you lose your soul? he asked the disciples he asked the crowd and he asked everybody the value of a soul the value of our own soul body matters nothing here today gone tomorrow. But the soul is eternal. Either the soul will be with God for eternity or in the lake of fire for eternity. Every soul. Forever and ever. Because God had breathed into the man's soul. Because God had breathed into the man's soul. That's why the soul is so important. And we don't realize every decision that we are making, even for our body, is connected with our soul. We see body. God sees soul. That is why these questions. The world looks in profit and loss. And the world looks only in terms of the body. What is useful for me? What is good for me in this life? Loss is not acceptable. So when Jesus talks about losing our life for his name's sake, don't get frightened. Don't get frightened. Because he's a father. And he says, if we being wicked fathers know how to give his children, our children, good things, how much more the father. He takes care of his children. But he wants to protect our souls from the spirit of this world. Because the spirit of this world is only connected with gain in this world. So he will see that even somebody like Peter can become a stumbling block to God's plans. So he tells Peter, in that words we look at verse 25, he says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What does he mean by life here? In, because we, the world connects life with profit and gain in Luke chapter 12 and verse 15 he says take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he
1: possesses
0: Jividam, that is our life, does not consist of the abundance of things. Everything. Everything. That's why as pastors, we as shepherds must have a life of fasting. We are just making a statement to the devil food doesn't mean anything to me. I control food, food doesn't control me. Nenu I control things, things don't control me। Nenu Because in the life it is all connected with things। in Luke chapter 12, 16 to 23, Jesus talks about an incident. He spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain man yielded plentiful.
1: You can read that in Telugu. I'll skip it in English. (Sanye) నా గొట్లవిప్పి వాటికంటే గొప్ప వాటిని కట్టించి అందులో నా ధాన్యమంతటిని నా ఆస్తిని సమకూర్చుకొని నా ప్రాణముతో ప్రాణమ అనేక సమక్షములకు విస్తారమైన ఆస్తినికు సమకూర్చబడి ఉన్నది సుకుంచుము తినుము త్రాగుము సంతోషించుమని చెప్పుకొన్ననను దేవుడు వెర్రివాడా ఈ రాత్రి నీ ప్రాణము అడుకుచున్నారు నీ సిద్ధపర్చిన యోగనని అตนతో చెప్పెను దేవుని యెడల ధనవంతుడు కాక yeah. Life is more than food and clothing. Food
0: and clothing. What to eat, what to drink, what to wear. Then we add to the list. What to buy, what to, what house, what bike, what, 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 it goes on. And Jesus says, Life is doesn't consist in those things. And we connect life to these things. kuda The problem is Jesus said, I have come to give you life yes. and life in abundance. And Jesus said, Life does not come is not connected with things but preachers come and tell us tv that good life is to have all these things and because we do not know our scripture well we keep on sending them offerings. They say you can buy all these things. But this is the way. Jesus said give and it shall be given unto you. So you send your money to so us. So you end up with no money to buy anything but they keep on buying things because your money is with them now. But you are at fault. You are at Because we desired things, that's why we sent an offering. We did not send an offering for the kingdom of God. For the preaching of the gospel. We were playing lottery. We heard him say, you put in you will get this time more and we put our money in. There is nothing like that in the Bible. Bible Nothing like that in the Bible. See, everything in the world is connected with gain. You know ribbon, ribbon? You know ribbon? Ribbon, ribbon. Simple ribbon which we buy for our daughters. You know what man in the world will do for a small piece of ribbon? For a small piece of ribbon. If once a year they will run 25 kilometers for a ribbon the CM will give. Sorry. they will train 6 months for that what is the price of that ribbon 10 rupees 5 rupees but there is something attached to that ribbon people in this world will go to anything for gain that's what paul says in first corinthians 9 they do it to obtain
1: a perishable crown what are they running
0: for
1: Penishable
0: what is paul talking about they didn't even get a ribbon in his days they had a this thing made of leaves. After some time it dries off. But for even in those days people will train for the wreath of leaves. Because they see gain in it. They see glory in it. They see profit in it. Paul says we are promised an imperishable crown. <laughs> Who trains for that? Who wakes up early in the morning for that? Who prays for that? Who fasts for that? Who studies the word for that? Who separates from the world for that? Who disciplines himself for this? He says, look at the people in the world. For a perishable crown, for a ribbon, they are willing to go any extent. Here God is offering an imperishable crown. Nobody is interested. Nobody is interested. Because we do not see profit in that. We don't see gain in that. So that's the choices we make every day. We can gain life here and lose soul there. Or we lose life for His sake and gain on that side. There He is Putting life in terms which the world understands. That's what he is saying in Matthew 16 and verse 26. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? We all know this word exchange. (laughs) Pratika, now Vishani, one of that's a very market term stock exchange where everybody is playing with money for profit two days back when the market crashed there were pictures of everybody sitting like this because they lost why is everybody playing in the exchange because there is profit God says, what will you give in exchange for your soul? They wouldn't know, you pranam nuk paduka yemi vakala unibu he is using terms which is used in the world. And the very temptations Jesus faced yes. in the beginning was connected with that. No, no. Yes. Look at his final temptation in Matthew 4, 8 and two ten. The devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and told him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. All the things. There is glory attached with it. There are things and there is glory attached to things. Attached to things. There's so much more today. When we were growing up, there were hardly anything in India. Two cars. Ambassador. Fiat. Fiat That's all. There was a third one called Standard that was hardly to be seen. Scooter. Bajaj. (laughs) (laughs) Bajaj, Vespa. Vespa. You want a chetak? Chetak gawala? You have to put foreign exchange. <laughs> if you want a BSNL phone? BSNL phone You have to wait two years. Very few things. But glory was there. Even those days, Ambassador Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, Mark 4. Ambassador lo Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark Ambassador lo Mark 1, Mark 2. Mark. Still glory is there. But now it's everything we can pick and choose. And when we make our choices, we see what has more glory. Glory. That's a problem. Jesus was offered Everything this world has. Everything. Everything. Only one thing. Worship me. He knows if he worships the devil. He will get everything. But he will lose his soul. What will you exchange? for your soul you see every day we face this question every day it's a simple thing it's a profit and loss Profit and loss. Love, man, in master. Mark chapter 8 and verse 38. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, this Son of Man, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father
1: with the Holy Ones. <laughs> The world works on
0: honor. The kingdom of God, it is shame. To be identified with Jesus in this world is shame, while not to be identified is honor. So we have to choose between prophet and prophet. Shame and honor. Manam Shame and honor. What will we choose? What will we choose? If you notice in India, notice in India. Places like here, Andhra, Kerala and all, the Hindus say Hindus under Kerala Andhra the lower caste people are the converts so what will the converts say i am brahmin i am brahmin convert. why Because you don't want to share in the shame of Jesus Christ. You want salvation. But you want glory also. You also want honor. So even if you are not, when you get saved salvation, you will put your name Paul Reddy or Paul Rao. But he says shame. Are you ashamed of me? Are you ashamed? He said I am not ashamed of you. Are you ashamed of me? this is the problem. The world everything is connected with honor. In this world to stand up for Christ there is shame involved and God says are you ashamed do we want the honor of God or the reproach of sorry the honor of this world or the reproach of Christ that's what Hebrews 11 26 says Moses esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches and the treasures of Egypt
1: Forty years old. Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt.
0: at the age of forty. He realizes I am not Egyptian. I am Hebrew. And who are Hebrews? Slaves in Egypt. Who are you? Prince of Egypt. You have to choose. Do I choose to be Prince of Egypt? Or do I choose the reproach of Christ and say, no, I am with the slaves? Are we ashamed? Profit and loss. Honor and shame. In Hebrews 13, verse 12 and 13, Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore let us go forth to him outside
1: the camp, bearing his reproach. Let's see.
0: Are we willing to share and reproach? Ni, in ni, the world, nobody wants a reproach. Everybody wants honor. But in the kingdom of I, God, I, to stand up for Christ, the real Christ, may be loss and not profit. Reproach and not honor. And the third thing, Mark 13, 13. And you will be hated by all for my
1: name's sake. Ah, we don't want to be hated, we want approval.
0: Who wants to be hated? We all want to be told the Pastor in town. Oh, Powerful pastor. Oh, pastor. You want to be known, approved. Manamu, But God says, you will be hated for my name. Why are we not hated? Because we don't preach the gospel. We don't preach the gospel. Everybody who preached the gospel was hated and they were killed. They were killed for preaching the gospel. Today we get a red carpet for preaching the gospel. The world seems to be loving the preachers on TV. Oh, world seems to be loving the preachers on TV. Did the gospel change? World hasn't changed. World is still the same. Even more wicked. And the world doesn't seem to hate us. Maybe we change the gospel. So we want hatred or approval. Because these are the things that the choices we have to make because it depends upon how we see the world. How we see life. We We see life as profit and gain or a willing for loss. Paul will say in Philippians 3 but what things were Gain to me, I have counted as
1: loss for Christ. Aynanu, eveni na ku labagaramla yundeno. Wat ni Christu nimittamur, nashtamuga yenchukudni. Ah, Christu nimittam nashta. Not only that, I have counted all things loss.
0: Ante kha to know Christ. That's only how it will happen. If you and I are not willing to count all things lost for the knowledge of Christ, Christ cannot reveal Us to Him, himself to us. If I am not willing to lose my life, I cannot gain the life of Christ. He He said, said, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may
1: gain Christ. You understand, right? He said, I'm willing
0: to lose everything to gain
1: Christ.
0: The question is, are we willing? There are tens and millions of people have gone before us who were willing and have lost. We don't have to necessarily lose but we have to be willing to lose. Because it is God who decides whether you lose or not. But we all have to be willing to lose. And in his case, he says, I had the, suffered the loss of all things. All things. So that's the question Jesus asked. He asked that question. What will it profit you? if you gain the whole world and lose your soul lose your soul honestly ask this question if God were to give us more things do you have the discipline to handle it? do you have? can you handle it? Honestly think, but so this is all connected. God has no issues with things. Can God give us? Can it? Do we have the discipline? The things are very powerful. That is the key God doesn't love poverty. He doesn't want His children to live in poverty. But some children, He will allow them to live in poverty because if you give them anything, they will never come back to Him. Finished, they are gone. Because we cannot handle things. Because we think that life consists so, with the abundance of things. So ask, God says every perfect and good thing comes from above. So we have to be very very sure everything is coming from above. That is why I tell pastors never ask anybody. Always get into the prayer closet and ask then you know very well when it comes it has come from above. If you keep on telling everybody and asking asking everybody pray for me, this is my need, then somebody will move out of compassion and give it to you. How do you know it came from God? But if only you and God knows when it comes, you know it is from above. Then it does not have the Power to destroy you because scripture says when you receive it with thanksgiving it itself becomes holy. That is the key. It's not God wants to deny us anything. But as a father He looks at my soul first. Not at my body. So he looks and says, your body is very weak. You suffer for some time, I will take your soul home. Because that's the only way you will come to church. That's the only time you will pray. I have no money. God says good. Whenever he has no money, he prays. Otherwise, he will never pray. I am not well. When he is not well, he prays. Many people are like that. That's the only time they pray. But David is a man who will pray in good times and bad times. And that's why God is asking this question. That's why God is asking this question. So, because I need to know myself first. I need to know myself first. And God is putting protection for us. So when God keeps on saying no to some prayers, it's because He loves us and not because He's angry with us. So there are questions God asked. Another question. Very powerful question. In fact, probably it is one of the most difficult questions Jesus Jesus asked. On the Mount Sinai, when the Ten Commandments was given, the world changed. ancient world changed with the Ten Commandments. Then on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preached everything changed on the Sermon on the Mount Jesus asked a a question actually two questions it's a very interesting question in chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount verse 46 and 47 he asked a question remember there's a question if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Yeah he asked question through that sermon He will say, you have heard. But I tell you, this is what you heard. This is what it means. This This is is what you have heard. heard. This is what you mean. And then he comes. What is the basis of this question? He comes in verse 43 and 44. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and
1: pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Once you said
0: this, Everybody must have been stunned. Love God. Love your neighbor. Who is my neighbor? Sorry. Who is my neighbor? This is not what he is saying. He saying, love your enemies. Love your enemies. He says, if you love those who love you. Big deal. If you love those who greet you, even tax collectors do that. In our terms, even thieves love the other thieves. Even criminals have love in their circle. What he's saying is stunning. He says, love your Enemies. Enemies. He says you have heard. But did they hear? Read scripture carefully. He's quoting from Luke 19, Leviticus 19 and verse 18. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord.
1: There is nowhere there it talks about hating your enemy.
0: It's nothing. You go through scripture carefully. Leviticus 26.17 I will set my face against you and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who... Hate you shall reign over you and you shall flee when no one
1: pursues you. <laughs> He's, what is he saying? Have you
0: read scripture carefully? You believe what all these people say? In the old covenant, never it was told you should hate your enemies. He said the enemies will hate you. Those who hate you, Go through scripture. Psalm 25 verse 19. Consider my enemies for they are many and they hate me with cruel hatred.
1: Psalm 35 verse 19. Let them not rejoice over
0: me who are wrongfully my enemies. Nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause.
1: They hate me. Psalm thirty eight verse nineteen.
0: But my enemies are vigorous and they are strong, and those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied.
1: They hate me. Psalm sixty-nine verse four.
0: Those who hate me without a cause are more than the heads of my
1: head. Bible never talks about us hating our enemies. So he is saying you
0: have heard, but it is not actually there. Every passage seems to say that the enemy hates me, not the other way. Then there is a very strange psalm of David. Psalm 39 verses 19 to 22. Oh that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me therefore you bloodthirsty men. For they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord? Who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with a perfect hatred. Count them my enemies. Yeah, twenty-two, only till twenty-two.
1: Deva, niu bhakti hinunu, nichemanga, samanchadu, narhantha glara, nayadananda Toligapodi. Varu Duralochinato, Ninugurchi Palukuduru, Mosa Puchitake, Ni Naman Bati Pramana M Till
0: twenty-two
1: okay. Yeah, nina deshinchivani nenu deshinchindan gada. In his heart is pouring out. I hate those whom you ate. I'm angry with whom you
0: ate. Finish them off Lord your enemies. Then he stops. Then he stops. Verse 23 and 24. Search me O God. Know my heart, try me and know my anxieties. Verse twenty-four, yeah, twenty-three, and verse 24. twenty-four, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in everlasting path.
1: Deva, I am perishing. I am in need of your help. I am After he has said that, he says, Search my
0: heart. Because he knows the way of hatred is a very dangerous way. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way
1: everlasting. Do you see what
0: Jesus is saying? Jesus says, Don't even hate your enemies. He says to love those who love you. To love those who greet you. That's not the great thing. Even tax collectors do that. He says, my faith, Christianity will be defined by one thing, that we love our enemy that's what we are coming to enemies will arise the closer you grow to God the more enemies you will have more hatred you will face and it is the test of our faith will we be able to love So we have to ask this question. Do I really have a love like that? Do I really love those who hate me? Do I really love those who harm me? Do I really love those who insult me? Do I really love those who persecute me? This is David. Listen to David in 2 Samuel chapter 1, 17 and 18. Then David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son, and he told them to teach the children of Judah the song of the bow. Indeed it is written in the book of
1: Jasher. <laughs> Vilapam about who? King Saul.
0: Who is Saul? His enemy. What did Saul try to do? Saulu every place to kill him. It's a vilapam. Not only that, it is to be taught to the people of Judah. The children of Judah. why? Because that is his tribe. Saul is from the tribe of Benjamin. Not only me, my family. my whole tribe will sing this song. About my enemy. Do you see his heart? Do you see this heart? You have to see another portion. Joab cannot understand David's heart. The heart is still the same. In 2 Samuel chapter 19 verses 5 to 7, Job came to his house to the king and said, Today you have disgraced all your servants who today have saved your life, the lives of your sons, daughters, lives of your wives, and the lives of concubines. In that you love your enemies and hate your friends. For you have declared today that you regard neither princes nor servants for today. Perceive that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died today, then you would I have pleased you well. So, therefore, Erayya, can read that in Telugu. Raju,
1: Apsilopanuk ucchi, dukkinchicchu, etchicchunnadu, sangati, evapu, vini. Nagariyandunna Rajunatak ucchi, ni pranamunu, ni kubanla pranamunu, ni kumatla la ni barila pranamunu, ni upapatnula pranamunu. Tell me, I <Santhi> have been rejected while coming to my face. Tell niku, that you are a real gentile decision. edala. This is one man they could never understand. They couldn't understand this man. When his
0: enemies die? He will grieve. So everybody did not know how to break the news with David. What do you tell him? The war is won or the enemy is dead. That was a problem with the messengers. When he hears the war is won, he'll ask how is the boy? They will say he's dead. And he weeps. But that is his enemy. Who humiliated him? And was after his life. David was somebody who loved his enemies? He had no hatred in his heart. That's what God is talking about. Hate evil. Don't hate evil, so, don't hate people. Amos five and nineteen. Hate evil. Don't hate people. Because we are seeing hatred being spread around the world. How are we going to react? When evil increases. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 13. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse.
1: Evil men are
0: going to only increase. What is
1: our
0: heart? How will our heart? react. How will our heart react? That's why this is a difficult race which you cannot run without Christ. That's why he asked this question in Matthew 5 and verse 45.
1: That you
0: may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He
1: sends rain on the just and on the unjust.
0: God blesses the evil and the good. the just and the unjust. And it's very clear. If you have noticed. Okay, come on, you share it a lot. When there is a problem in a Muslim community, they will help the Muslims. The Buddhists will help the Buddhists. The Hindus will help the Hindus. But have you noticed where there is any calamity, anywhere the Christian world will send it to anybody irrelevant whether they are Buddhist Muslim or Buddhist Muslim,
1: Always. Any
0: earthquake, flood, this thing from the Christian part of the world, aid will always go anywhere. Other religions don't work that way. Christianity works on a different standard. And God says, when you make it personal, it is easy to help your enemy far away by sending some clothes, but when it is personal, can we become the sons of our father? What kind of a father? Romans 8-6. Scripture says 8-6. Five six five eight five ten Romans 5. Got it? When we
1: were still without
0: strength,
1: Christ died for the ungodly. <inaudible> 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 then? Uh,
0: then. <inaudible> Whom did Christ die for? <inaudible> the weak? And the bhakti-hinul. Oh, no. Next verse. God demonstrates his own love towards us while we were still Sinna.
1: sinners. Hmm. Ah, when we were all sinners. Not saints. And
0: verse 10. For if when we were enemies ah, we were weak manam ungodly manam sinners enemies of god that's when god sent jesus to die if that is the love of god that is the love of the father god says what should be the love of his sons and daughters? That's the question Jesus is asking. We all say we love He says, what is your love? Your love in your church. Your love in your community. Your love among Christians. He says, that is found everywhere. What about your enemies? What about your enemies? Can you love your enemies? He says, people see that love and they realize this is not of this world. In 11 chapter 28, Romans 11, 28 and 29. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers.
1: They are enemies.
0: But, but, beloved. Romans 12, 20, 21. Therefore, if an enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you he will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but be overcome evil with God
1: ni God says, Do you see how you really love?
0: can our love be tested when there is conflict in the church every church there will be conflict God says 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed yet do not count him as an enemy
1: Shatru is not your Shatru. Get him out of the church. Discipline him.
0: But Kramasikuri is not your readiness. It's not your reading. don't Because that is the message of the cross. That's the message of the cross. In 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 to 20. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, imputing their trespass, not imputing their trespasses onto them and has committed to us the word of reconciliations now then we are ambassadors of christ through god pleading god pleading through us we implore you on christ behalf be reconciled to god
1: samastam no devini valanayinevini ayana mananu kristu dwara tanato samadana padchukoni a samadana padchu paricheeranu maaku anugrahinchanu adey managa devudu vari aparadanuu vari meeda mopaka kristunandu lokamunu tanato samadana padchukonuchu Asamadhan mu wakibun makuk apiginchen. Kau na dewu mudwara wedukurinatu mimu Kristu ku rai we are
0: ambassadors. Ministers of reconciliation. Sent by God to an enemy world to reconcile them back to God. And God says if you cannot love your enemies, you don't have a ministry. Your ministries. In <inaudible> ministries in vain. In Israel, Old Testament, they only had to love themselves. And and fight their enemies. in the new kingdom there are no enemies we are sent to the enemies we don't fight the enemies therefore God asked this question he asked this question how do you love? have you checked your love? he says this is what you have heard this is what I tell you before that question that's why I tell you but that's one of the most tough First, if not the most difficult question Jesus asked is this question. When we are not able to love our own, how do we love our enemies? Neighbor was okay even that they were struggling and saying who is my neighbor now Jesus forget neighbor he says you are supposed to love your enemies think for a minute like I said in two days it will be 70 years now go back in time and let us say 70 years back 1940 and this is a church in 1940. And this is Pastor Naveen preaching in that church. And all of us are sitting in that church. And he tells us, love the British. Love them as you love your own." How will you take it? That's exactly what Jesus is telling. Love the Romans as you love each other because a ministry of reconciliation is given to you. Are you getting it? What he's saying? To whom saying? whom <laughs> he say this is a people ruled by Rome neighbor they will ask who is my neighbor who is your enemy they know it very well the <laughs> enemy is ruling you to them he say love your enemy this is the message from the cross so how do we answer? This is a question. How do we answer this? Question? That is why David says, Lord, search my heart. In my anger I am saying, Lord, who those who hate you, you hate and finish those who, but then I am checking my heart and says, Am I putting God's name here and am I really angry with my enemies? Check my heart a That there is no wicked way in me. Some people pray that prayer which we heard earlier. Bless your enemy, don't curse him. So we'll put red hot coals and we are seeing that red hot coals all <laughs> over their head. And we are seeing his hair burning and smoking and says lord yes lord i'm blessing my enemy not cursing hot, Tha, hot coals on his head That's not what God is saying. When you pray and bless your enemy, he will start repenting. He will be convicted. That's what happened. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. One thief heard. He told the other fellow, shut up. A righteous man. The centurion who was in charge of the crucifixion. Shatadhipati, Truly, this was a son of God. Truly, nisabha. The reaction that took place. The reaction. In the Muslim world, most converts come through when they see a Christian dying. They see their love for their enemies. They don't curse. They don't curse. If you kill one of them, they will curse every curse of Allah on you Christians don't curse they cry like Stephen Father forgive them they don't know what they are doing do not hold this sin against them many of them go back home saying what is this what is this and they find Christ. This is what God is talking about. This is what God is talking about. And God is asking us to check our hearts. How real are we? How real are we? How real are we? And then, one more question. Inko prashna. One more. Inko prashna. And then we will close. I'll finish at 4, don't worry. It's only 3.30. I, I watched time here very carefully. Okay, now everybody wake up. Just move your hands. I should say move your hands, not your Bible, because many didn't bring their Bible. At least you brought your hands. Bible, <laughs> Bible, john
1: chapter 8 verses 1 to 11 yes please read 1 to 11 బోధకుడు ఈ స్త్రీ విచారణ చేయించునడగా పటబడను అట్టి వాన్ని రాలురువి సంపవలని ధర్మశాస్త్రములో మోషే మనకు ఆజ్ఞాపించును కదా ఆయనను నువ్వేం చెప్చున్నావని ఆయనను అడిగిరి ఆయన మీద నేర మోపవల్నని ఆయనను శోధించు ఇలాగున అడిగిరి అయితే యేసు ఉంగి చూచి మీలో పాపం marla nelamida wara Yesu English some of the English, waru Yesu talayeti చూచి naru, ani nenu ten. Where are your accusers? Has no one
0: condemned you? question Jesus asked everyone that is brought before him he asked the question where are your accusers has no one condemned you this is what began in the garden of Eden from the fall we take The heart of the devil. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And from the time sin comes. Did you eat of the tree? The woman you gave. Woman. The snake. The snake. The accusation goes on. This is something we inherited from the devil. This is something we got from the devil. That's where Revelation 12 verse 10 says, Revelation 12 and verse 10, Sorry, give it to you. I heard a loud voice saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused
1: them before our God day and night has been cast down.
0: Strength, salvation, Rakshana Mar, Strength, Balamu, Kingdom of our God, and the power of His Christ. Kriistioka, Balamu, Shakti. Do you want it to come into your life? Then cast that accuser from your heart down. That accusing spirit. God says you will know the power of the kingdom. You will know the power of Christ When you throw that accusing spirit down. And take responsibility for your own and cast that accusing spirit down. God says you will be free to experience the power of the kingdom. Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Apavadi what is Jesus writing on the ground? Scripture says when they came and caught and said this thing, he's writing on the ground. We hear about him listening, asking questions, but this is the first time in the Bible if I'm written about Jesus writing. What was he writing? Examine your heart. Maybe. I don't know. Deuteronomy 17 verse 7 is very clear the law. Very clear. Verse 7. Yeah. The hands of the witnesses shall be the first against him to put him to death. First witnesses. If somebody has to be stoned to death, that is what they want him to do. Who throws the first stone? The witness. The witness. And Exodus 23, verse 7 says, Keep yourself from a false matter. Do not kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not justify
1: the wicked. So, witness
0: has to be very, very clear. I am a witness. Before you accuse somebody, I am a witness. Not I heard Chinnaya say, about Somaya, no, I am a witness. That's how we accuse and spread stuff. Even in the old covenant it was very, very, very clear you need to be a witness. And witnesses have to be examined. Because Jesus himself was crucified on the testimony of false witnesses. Nabat was stoned to death on the business of false witnesses. One you need to have witnesses. Second, those witnesses have to be true. So, Jesus is putting his head down and writing on the ground. Wonder what Jesus wrote. Maybe Scripture gives a clue. Jeremiah 17 and verse 13. Oh Lord, the hope of Israel, all those who forsake you shall be ashamed. Those who depart from me shall
1: be written in the earth. Written on the earth.
0: All those who depart from me, their name shall be written on me. Not in the book of life. Which is in heaven. Who is accusing you? John records their reaction very clearly. The scripture says they departed one by one. The oldest to the youngest. The older you are, More sins we have in our record. So when he said. Anyone without sin. Cast the first stone. Those days no die. So we are old your hair is white. Slowly the oldest one is going. Suddenly you knew their age. By the way they moved. By the way they went. Oldest to the youngest. Everybody left. Everybody left. Everybody left. Twice is written. Jesus lifted himself up. In 8.7 He raised himself up and said to them First he raised to face the accusers Then in 8.10 He raised himself to address the accused See that in your mind's eye. Every time an accusation is brought. God addresses the accused. accusers God addresses the accused. Two times he raised up. Jesus is the real judge. In John chapter 5 verses 22 to 23. For the father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the son that all should honor the son just as they honor the father. He who does
1: not honor the son. Does not honor the father who sent. him. How does he judge? How does he judge? In Isaiah he tells
0: how he judges. Learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though
1: they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. <laughs> we don't judge like
0: this we condemn God says let us reason together let us reason together but we condemn God says yes you have to judge but the purpose of judgment ultimately is to restore. So he asks her, where are your accusers? Is there no one accusing you? She says, no one, Lord. Now Jesus is the Lord. And he tells her, Ghosts and no more. Ghosts and no more. Psalm 85 verse 10 is a verse which is happening there right then. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace
1: have kissed. Mercy and truth.
0: What does the, the law says? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything has to be established. Is she guilty? I Champara? Yes. How But are there any witnesses? No. So he upheld the law. Yet righteousness and peace have come together. He says, Go. And sin no more. But is interesting. what is it's interesting. In the same chapter. And verse 46. He who let her go. God condemning her. And tells her, do not sin again. John 8 and verse 46. Listen, listen to what scripture says. Yes. Which of you convicts me of sin? It's asking them. Which if you convict me of sin? He is the sinless one, allows her to go and all the sinners are trying to convict him of sin. Only after the accusers depart, Jesus addresses the woman. She's all alone. All accusers have gone. She could also have gone. She didn't go. She stands there before Jesus. That is what God is trying to tell us. When you sin, when you fail when you fall తప్పిపోయినప్పుడు don't run from god run to god run to god you know why we fail not because we sin but like Adam when we sin we hide from God instead of running to God from the oldest to the youngest every sinner left but the one who was caught for an act for which the law says should be stoned to death the greatest sinner there she didn't go she waited in His presence. So she receives mercy and goes without condemnation. That is the key. We run away from God instead of running to God. We run away from God instead of running to God. God says, don't run away from me. Because if we run to God, there is always freedom. Always freedom. That's what scripture says. There is always freedom. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone sin, we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous ah <laughs> uh, uh, means wakil. advocate if you sin when you are in trouble and your case is filed by the police who do you go to? Advocate Lawyer Lawyer. You want a lawyer The script says I am writing this that you may not sin. But if you sin, run to God. You have an advocate. You have an advocate. Don't run away from God. Run to God. That's why John chapter 14 verse 16 and 17 It's on the other side, page. Yeah? 16 and 17, yeah, please. This word in English, I will give you another helper, is advocate. This word in English, I will give you another helper, is advocate. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. In John chapter 14 verse 26. So we have two advocates. One inside, and one in heaven. Two advocates. both arguing for us. Jesus is not condoning sin. But he is not condemning the sinner. We come to him. He is faithful. That's why he is asking this question. Where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? Does no one condemn you? And in Romans 38 and verse 33 Paul will say, "Who shall bring a charge against God's elect?"
1: They uncheat their principal nawarmita neer mo Who
0: brings a charge? Yawuru neer Who is he? Who condemns? Sixth century subari oru. Who is that? Yawuru. That's how God is talking about That is why we, God asks, who are your accusers? Who can you? He says, come to me, don't run away from me. You know, when Israel came out of Egypt, and they are in the wilderness, Balak hires Balaam to curse them. You know the people? You know Israel? But when he tries to curse them, nothing happens. You know why? You know what God said? I see no iniquity in Jacob. I see no iniquity in Jacob. What is he saying? I see the whole people hidden in Jacob. So, when the devil tries to accuse God's people who are hidden in Christ, God says, who brings a charge? Where? Where is he? He's in Christ. Who is... He who condemns. Are you in Christ? That's why when you sin. Don't run away from Jesus. She was wise that day. All the others. From from the oldest to the youngest. Went away from Jesus presence. She could have also gone. Is Jesus a judge? Is Jesus a Pharisee? Does Jesus have any authority in Israel? She also could have gone. She stood there. She waited in His presence. She received His judgment. We wait in God's presence. We receive His judgment. And we go free from his presence. That's why he asked this question. Where are your accusers? Who is that condemns you? And Paul getting it one day will, will say in Romans 8 who will bring a charge against God's elect. Who condemns who oh, condemns? Nobody. That's why be very sure that we answer these questions. These questions. We looked at many questions today. There are so many questions in the Bible. This next 30 days till we meet again, when you read the Bible, whenever you hear God asking a question in the Bible, mark it and say, what are you asking me? But are you asking me? Are you asking me? So many questions. When we look into those questions, we find those answers, we are examining ourselves. And the answer will tell whether Christ is in us. The answer will tell God does not receive accusations against us. If we stay in God's presence. Because Son of God did not come to condemn but to save. We will sin. But we have an advocate. Go to our advocate. There's an advocate inside. There's an advocate outside. When you are accused, scripture says Jesus straightened up. First he looked at the accusers. Then he looked at the accusers. The scripture says in the book of Acts, Stephen was dragged outside. And the accusers started stoning him. And when the Innocent was being accused and stoned. The scripture says, I saw heaven open. And his advocate stood up. You are accused. I am your defender. Oh dear bring a charge against God's elect. This is the strength of scripture. This is where our strength comes from. This is why we study the word. This is why we hide the word in our heart. And when the devil comes and says, did did God really say, we lift the word up. And is this is God really said. Heaven and earth will pass away. But not a dot from this word. Your word forever, O Lord, is settled in the heavens. You have exalted your word above all your names. The Spirit of God is still hovering. He's still waiting. He's waiting for one thing for the word to arise in our lives, for us to exalt his word above our situations, in In Jeremiah 1.12, in NIV version, whatever God says, I watch over my word to perform it, what do you see Jeremiah? Jeremiah, said this is what I see. So, you have seen well. I am ready to perform my word. I am ready to perform my word. God is not ready to perform my word. God is ready to perform His word. That is why he told Joshua Meditate upon my word day and night. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Do not let it depart from your mouth. See, not name. because okay. our God is Waiting to perform his word. So next 30 days. Ask questions. Find answers. Doesn't matter whether you're young or old. Doesn't matter what is the state of your life. This has the power to set you free. This has the power to set you free. It has the power. His power has never changed it will never change we only restrict God's hand by our unbelief Amen. Amen shall we pray shall we stand Father we just come to you Lord we just thank you we just De- praise you we just worship you we just glorify you come lord jesus. come lord jesus touch us lord we all want to stand in your presence. Because we know there is only one who does not condemn. There, there is only one who does not accuse. It's you, Lord. You are the only one who can send us back cleansed. You are the only one who can send us back with you are the only one who can send us back with the power to overcome. It is before you we stand. All our accusers have left. But we are standing in your presence. I pray you would heal us this morning. Deliver us. Heal us. Set us free. That we can walk in the freedom for which you died. Help us to watch our souls. Help us to see how you see. Help us to understand how the kingdom works. Help us Lord. Help us Father. Help us to walk by faith. Walk by faith. If you tarry to come and give us 30 more days when we gather here let it be a set of people who have walked in freedom who have experienced the hand of power over their lives who have cast down the spirit of accusation down in their lives. Thank you, Father. I bless your servants in your name. I pray that you would bless them and you would keep them. And you would empower them. That you would anoint them. And when they preach, when they witness, they will preach with unction with power and with authority the word will come that salvation will take place salvation will take place thank you father you brought a Everyone safely. Now I pray you reach them home safely. Thank you, Father. Once again, we surrender ourselves. at your feet As your children, As your servant, be sovereign over our lives. Use us as you see fit. We are yours. Help us not to look at profit or gain. But only seeing Christ as gain. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord now we lift up holy hands and we bless your holy name we bless your holy name we bless your holy name in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us Amen